Hey there, Sean. Hey, Pierce. How's it going? It's pretty okay. All right. That means it's time for another episode of the It's Pretty Okay podcast. Let's do it. Let's start the show. Well, as as the person who comes from the north makes a face at me on Skype, I, I guess I guess I should have to explain <laughs> that some people grow up in a giant swamp, and uh, so the the doldrums of August are are when the resting humidity is uh, about the same as the temperature, which is to say that both are ninety three, um, mm. and. Then you add on to that that that's the time when you have like summer football practice and uh, August not very high on like my top months of the year rankings if I if I had to if I had to say uh, not at all and I've gotten a deeper uneasiness with August today because I just got my first uh, power bill for for the state of Georgia for for the July Oof. into August time frame. Good I'm news so is sorry. it's <laughs> good news. It's the highest uh, uh, that that I'll probably see during the year. For for being honest, so that's positive. Um, the bad news is I'm still I'm still in the hole more than like a good twice as much as I've ever been before. But um, you know, fortunately, uh, it was aided by honestly a really nice phone call i had with georgia power today about why i wasn't able to access my account and um like i said it was a very nice phone call um and i've had to do a lot of those lately moving and such uh but max i think that that you've had some some maybe some notable interactions with uh reaching out to to corporations firms companies um service entities if you will um i have uh yeah, I don't even know really where to begin. Um, I'd say that I've had, and this is just over the past maybe couple months, I've had some similar to you with services that I'm I'm a customer of, and I need mm-hmm. basically customer service from mm-hmm. a company that I'm already interacting with. Uh, and then a few others with companies that I sort of just sent inquiries to, something I had never really thought to do, um, kind of like feedback to the companies, so... Both very different experiences. Yeah, that's interesting you mentioned that because I think, especially right now, where maybe the ways we'd normally act with a place that we might inquire a company, it could it could be a restaurant, it could be the DMV, who whomever. Um, I think normally it's unfortunately something is wrong, and I need to call them, and usually I am irritated or angsty or, or whatever. But it's interesting you mention an inquiry and, and feedback, and that seems more like even keeled. I don't know if you're providing positive feedback, but that could be one way or the other. Whereas normally when we're calling somebody, it's because something is wrong. I think. I think. Yeah. So maybe feedback's not the right word. I'll give the I'll give three examples because these three examples are all fairly similar. 
Um, in the first example, I was ordering a record from a band, and I inquired on my order if it would be possible in any way to get the record signed. Um, oh. In that inquiry, that inquiry was not responded to at all, and I think it was that their their store doesn't actually go to them. It's probably a third party vendor that they right. But the, I, there was no harm in me putting that message on there. But I just mm-hmm. I, why not? Yeah. So the second one was that um, a large, um, a large homophobic fried chicken chain, <laughs> based in the area near where Pierce now lives, uh, has started bottling their sauce, which is extremely popular with some people, including uh, my girlfriend Bridget. And so for her birthday, I wanted to get her a bottle of the sauce, but they only sell it in Florida. So I emailed that company, corporate, to see if there was any way to get bottles of that sauce without basically buying it on eBay. Uh, And they did respond, but they essentially said, here's a five-page PDF of our, like, corporate plan to send the sauce around the country. They didn't respond to my request at all. They basically said, here's some information, good luck. And they didn't send me anything. So the third one... This is in order of success. The third one was actually my local grocery store, which is a Star Market. Star Market is owned by Albertsons, which is a very large corporation. And it's another one, another another favor for the for the uh, for the misses um, is that she really likes. We both really like uh, flavor blasted goldfish, um, <laughs> especially Bridget. Uh, and the Star Market sells flavor blasted cheddar goldfish. <laughs> But they only sell them in the regular-sized bags, whereas Pepperidge Farm also makes them in a 30-ounce box. Um, that if this were a visual podcast, I could I could certainly show everyone, but it's mm-hmm. not. And the Star Market near us, which is which is a great and lovely store with, with awesome customer service, but they don't sell the 30-ounce boxes. So I said, well, why not send Albertson's corporate an email saying, hey, could, could you sell this product? And I, I sent that inquiry into their website on Friday afternoon. And by end of day Friday, I had received an automatic reply just saying, like, hey, we it, it didn't seem actually automatic, but it might have been saying, like, hey, like, we take this really seriously. You know, we, we, we appreciate that we, you want this to be a one-stop shopping experience. And, like, we'll look into <laughs> supplying this product in your local store. And then Saturday morning at 8.45, I get a phone call from the manager of the local star market. And of oh course, it's eight forty-five on a Saturday morning, so I got a voicemail and I called him back because um, I was <laughs> sleeping. And he was super friendly. He said he had called the Pepperidge Farm supplier for the store, and he apologized profusely because they've just been having trouble with their supply chain in general. And he recognized that that's not a product they typically carry, but he got the Pepperidge Farm person to commit to sending a pallet of these to the store, and they're going to put them in the customer service area. So that I can buy them in a week, and <laughs> and that story alone inspired all of me to, to talk about this today. I, you I have to we, buy all. Yeah, of them. we do have to ask. Did you commit to buying a pallet of goldfish? I don't think. No, he said you can come in and buy as many as you want. You can buy one; they'll be here. He was like, "We'll keep them in the customer service area, so you'll be able to see them." It was wild. So, and, and, so, and, and, I, and I will need to have a follow-up uh, big idea in a few weeks when they get them in. But Big idea indeed. You're going mean, to look Albertsons like a goldfish. Albertsons is a big company, and they, they did this whole thing from a random inquiry 
within like 10 hours on a Friday night. It's it's pretty bananas. I and I, I don't want to derail the main topic of for conversation. A, for a product they already sold, just not in the quantity I wanted. <laughs> I don't want to derail. Don't let too that be lost. Much, but I I had I had a similar experience right before I moved last year, which is I ha- I had a kind of eccentric older neighbor, uh, who uh, wanted me and Emily to come over and have tea. Uh, to to say goodbye before I moved out, and uh, she she kept in in the lead up to this event, she kept telling me that there was a surprise that that was going to be part of this, and it turns out that what the surprise was is that she more or less bullied Market Street Market in Charlottesville into ordering a case of. Uh, like Barnum and Bailey uh, iced animal crackers <laughs> so she could buy one box. Yeah, no, I don't think that's a derailment at all. I mean, I think that's... I think what we're we're really getting to, and we can keep having a few more stories here and there, but it's that, especially in the time of COVID, phone and email... Basically, customer service is is a fascinating thing yes. that can yeah. go in a lot of different directions. So, so I do, I, I think what, what, you know, kind of Sean, your story described, even if it was, you know, uh, not you directly, but secondarily, uh, and, and Max's, you know, yours, these are all things that's like, Hey, um, can you, can you do a, a little bit more for me? Which is fine. I mean, I think that that's a really good thing. If you can have build that relationship, especially with, you know, Max, in your case, a local store, but, but what I would say, you know, Kevin, um, I, I think that you have had some experiences lately. And, and I know I, I talked with you about car insurance, for instance. But, you know, a lot of times when we're interacting with customer service, it's it's like I want what what I expect, which is usually like the the bare minimum, which is like, hey, pay attention. I'm I'm in, I've been wronged here. Yeah, I think that in kind of a different way way a lot of times that I've tried to interact with customer service it's what I always thought was like the typical thing like oh call and get your cable bill review uh, reduced or whatever like and I'm finding that a lot of those type of companies like um like Verizon for their internet tv plans or like in the insurance like Geico insurance or whatever like when I call it seems like when I'm talking to them that they're just interacting with the same uh, interfaces me i was also like trying to uh get a macbook ordered and there wasn't any in any local store and i was just trying to figure out how do i know when the store restocks the macbook so that i can order one to pick up at the store instead of having it shipped to me but like when i called and they asked they'd be like oh and where are you located and i tell them like yeah it looks like there's none in any of the stores so a lot of the times i've tried to contact them it's like they just put in the same thing that i do on the internet and they're like oh we can't really give you any more information than our website already has but maybe it's because i'm only interacting with these very large companies well you know you can order a macbook and have it shipped to a store right so in this case well no not not with not with covid i guess when i was doing it really a month ago you can huh. get it shipped to you, or you can do a pickup at a store. And I was just trying to call 
and why see is when is the store that's restock so, MacBooks. That's bizarre to me. I don't understand why that's different. Because, like, Best Buy, you can certainly still order something and have it shipped to a, like, specifically to a store to pick up. Um, so that's, that's interesting. I mean, it is definitely true that customer service experience has changed in this time and i've noticed in the times that i've had to like call to try to get help with something you know uh one thing that i've noticed is that some businesses are trying are actually trying to farm you back to their website because clearly they're Mm -hmm. struggling with manpower and and having enough people staffed all the time so like Mm -hmm. you know uh I think insurance has been mentioned and, and I recently switched my car insurance um, and didn't actually have to do anything over the phone to set up the new policy, but did then need to get some advice on uh, ending my previous policy and yeah. was, was directed over the phone, you know, uh, as you're going through the automated menus, they say if you're calling about A, B, C, D, E, F, G things, you can find that online at our, you know, in our customer service yeah. portal there. Uh, so, you know, I, I don't, I don't know if how much that factors into to y'all's thoughts about how this has changed, but that was yeah. something that like really yeah, came one- to mind for me. It was like, oh, weird. Usually they these companies love to take pride in we have a human talking to you even if it turns out it's actually a human in a call center somewhere halfway across the world uh but now they're kind of dropping some of the pretense yeah when i just to clarify with the the apple thing when i called them even if i call the store's number i get taken to a call center and like i had I like couldn't figure out how to talk with someone in the store, and then I asked someone on the live chat. I was like, "How do I talk to someone in the store?" And they like gave me the secret phrase I have to say <laughs> to get to the person in the Apple store. They give a secret uh, menu. I mean, now to be fair, that's also because that's also probably because if you've ever seen an Apple store, for every uh, for every one employee on duty at any given time, uh, there are roughly one hundred and seventeen customers in the store. Uh, honestly, yeah. even now, so uh, the the Apple Store in Bethesda is still pretty bumping. Um, so I, you guys have gotten to a point that that um, you know, Sean, your mention of of kind of taking people online or, or trying to do that, even places like I would say the power company, which I called car insurance, which are things that normally happen over the phone, as I was thinking about, okay, they are always talking to people on the phone, but I think there's such a, a volume right now, you know, maybe people are concerned about paying for their car insurance or being like, I'm not driving, you know, I need to change the mileage or whatever it is. Uh, but but they're kind of, they have the infrastructure in place in the way that I, I put two other categories that, that maybe don't, that I was thinking about a lot. One category I think is is kind of restaurants. They've had to adapt and be like, okay, now I can only deliver food or it's very limited in person. So I have to augment what I have by putting in some kind of infrastructure that involves kind of more facing the customer over the phone, not not in person and, and taking in phone orders. Maybe even you do go online, but there are a lot more phone calls and just the infrastructure for that. And, and then there's also things like, on the other hand, 
there are things like government services. Um, I think a really uh, good example in that it's been really bad is I know the Virginia DMV. I have called them probably 20 times the last couple months just trying to like end my registration, ask questions. And they said go online. And they don't answer emails when you go online either. And when you call, they have a pre-recorded thing that says our call volume is so high that we're not taking any calls, which means that their call volume is actually zero because they're not picking up the phone. Um, and unfortunately, the same could be said, I think, of a lot of Department of Labor's uh, unemployment departments in states that are just inundated with calls, especially at the beginning of this. So you have two there, which I think, you know, these these government services and the restaurants, they're not used to the call volumes. But one, the restaurants have had to adapt and their life their lifeblood is on the line there. The government services are like, we can kind of turn it off and, and put a pause on things like your registration. So, I mean, is is that something you think about when you when you call these places? Is like, okay, what is their incentive right now in this time to responding to me? Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely think it is, um, to your point. I mean, yeah, government services are, are tough right now. And I think that there's an incentive at play all the time. I mean, I can I can tell two more examples. I'm realizing as I think about this that I've contacted a lot of companies recently. I don't know mm-hmm. if it's just because I'm lonely and I want someone to talk to. Um, <laughs> he says talking about the person that he ordered 30 pound boxes of goldfish for. Yeah. So, well, <laughs> 30 <laughs> ounce. Excuse, um, excuse well, me. So I actually I, I ordered another record uh, this time from a from a different store. I basically I, I knew I wanted a record. I wanted Cleopatra by the Lumineers. Um, and I didn't want to order it from, from Bezos.com because I just have this, we've already gotten into that. Don't want to do that. Um, so I found a different store, which is music direct, which you guys may be familiar with. I guess it's, it's not super small. It's, they say they're the largest online retailer of, of music products and vinyl and whatnot, but they're based in Chicago. Uh, and I did actually have to end up, I ended up having to call them cause I was confused by my order and it was just like very pleasant customer service. They'd mentioned how they had switched their shipping method to get records to people to get equipment to people faster because the usps was taking too long um and sure enough the record i ordered from them came in under a week and the record i ordered from the other store took almost i think seven weeks to get to me wow um but the incentives are always there i mean it reminds me also of a time when i lived in arlington and i had to call uh comcast I believe it was. Oh, dear God. Um, mm. And because I wanted uh, the, my one-year promotional rate on internet had ended, and I didn't want to pay more. And my building, unlike most places, offered both Comcast or Verizon a competition, which means they were incentivized Ooh. to keep my business, unlike places that just have an internet monopoly, an ISP monopoly. And I called Comcast and said, hey, I, I don't want to pay this price. And if you upcharge me, I'm going to switch to Verizon. And the woman said, sure, OK, I can take your price down for another year. And I was off the phone with her in under 90 seconds, <laughs> saved myself hundreds of dollars. That's incredible. So they were incentivized. It's the incentive that is a reason why we shouldn't have um, Internet provider monopolies in places like we do with most of the country perhaps a topic for another day but yeah incentives are, are huge no you know what it's a topic for right now because i had the typical comcast experience about uh three years ago four years ago maybe uh when i tried to cancel something that i was explicitly told when i set up my account would not carry uh early termination fee they charged me one anyway uh and it took uh, 
it was enough of a, a hassle to get this fee, again, that I should never have been charged in the first place, reversed. It took me four months and at least 15 calls, many of them well over half an hour, some of them stretching as far as about an hour. Uh, to the it, it was to the point where I kept like a running dock with all of my notes for every call so that if someone tried to tell me someone something contradictory I could say no that is not what you know that's not what Joey told me last time I talked to y'all um, and and I think that you know for <laughs> for somewhere like I was very much in a place where there was a monopoly and I didn't really have another choice so uh, I I I suffered as a result of that. It, it was just, it was such a pain in the ass. Uh, I was on a, I was on a month to month cable plan. How can you have a month to month cable plan and a channel that's on a two year contract? Like that's not how that works. Yeah. I think that I, I think that kind of what Max's example illustrates is that there are kind of just these magic words that sometimes these places look out for because I remember with me when I was trying to talk to Verizon like I went to the Verizon store to go like talk to the person like look these are the these are the plans that they offer but like this doesn't really like make any sense like I want like this and they're just like using their little iPad or whatever and they're like oh yeah so these are the things that we offer at your address I'm like yeah I know that I'm asking you to give me something different (laughs) and like they just don't do it and I think it's just because you know you never I probably never actually threatened to just not get the service at all yeah, so it's interesting there because because you are getting two companies that there is competition or there's a monopoly, but but the incentive is is very monetary in a way that you know I have here I have gone to the DMV I have uh, to get a license I have gone to the tax assessor's office mm-hmm. to get a new license plate, um, and these are services that like they know people need and the honestly the government's revenue comes from them so i mean the incentive there is is different because they have people that that are employed and, and need this work and you can what i think virginia did which is kind of like push this stuff back forgive people in the sense that you don't have to start the service until october or however long it's going to be and, and you know i've seen georgia approach it differently which is like okay we're going to continue to do this. We're going to put some safeguards in place. But there's also no competition there. It is, like, oh. critical to being a citizen. And so the, they have to serve their customers in some capacity. I mean, clearly you have to threaten to register your vehicle in Alaska, <laughs> the one state that allows you to do it online without living there. <laughs> uh, I didn't I didn't know that, but, but that's, that's, that's good knowledge. Yeah, I, I mean... Yeah, in that sense, there's no – if you are a customer going in, there's no, like, really threatening you can do because it's, like, either you're part of this community or you're not. And so many things are dependent upon your being a part of that community. You know, how often does – unfortunately, how often do you have to use your driver's license for all these things, even if you're someone who doesn't drive? Um, if you want to own a car, you have to have it registered in such a way and with all these forms. Um, and so, like, the the push and pull of, like, okay, I am a customer, please help me, um, I, I, I don't know, that's that's a tough one. There, it's a little more uh, understandable with, with these, uh, you know, other services that you all have talked about, which is, like, okay, clearly, in Sean's case, 
he was the only one getting an incentive from keeping the call back. And even though he wasted enough time that, you know, uh, the opportunity of cost, opportunity cost of that was was probably you lost out a little bit. But, um, you know, why why would they give you money back? They got all this this money like that is very understandable as opposed to these government services. There's there's like an ideology that goes into continuing to provide them or not. It's <clears throat> I, I think that the one who I would say like the quality has gone up in large part because it has to different than, say, Comcast or Verizon or whomever is the restaurants. And I do think it is laudable for the ones that that have adapted because they've they've had to. Yeah, well, you know, and they're they're in a position where if they don't if they don't handle that aspect of their business more or less perfectly right now they're not coming back so i mean no the 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 ultimate incentive is survival so i but yeah but i will say that uh it has been i mean just in in the sort of limited experience i've had with restaurants in the last few months like it's been delightful you know it really has been good and, and feels like I mean, it's a way to to call to call and order something from a restaurant to pick up instead of, you know, Postmates or or whatever. You know, it just it feels like reclaiming that relationship that you can't that the world is trying to take away right now. Yeah, yeah I um had to was trying to um schedule like a pickup for a book at the library and. Um, like something got a book got lost or whatever, and I had to call call the library and to, and the person was just like so like apologetic about like why like they couldn't find it and they're like oh we'll order you a new one and all this and like, she kept saying I'm sorry I'm like no it's like it's okay like I just this is this yeah. has got to really suck for you like I'm just calling to because I can't really tell where my book is and if I should be coming to pick it up like I'm not asking you to <laughs> save the world or anything. Yeah, and I'm and I'm glad you got to that because I had an experience last week where something was being shipped to me and it's kind of a local business, not local to me, but but was it's a coffee place that was where where uh, my girlfriend used to live and we order a subscription from there and recently had to change the address and I noticed they got the billing address right and then they send me something and they're like, oh, uh, it's it's shipping to this address and so I sent them a really fast note and said hey, this is the wrong address. I need you to ship it to the other one that was in the actual invoice. And they apologized to me, and they're like, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry, like, whatever. And in that instance, they they, they had done a wrong. Like, to me, they were going to send it to the wrong address. That would have That would have sucked. But then I felt bad for, like, correcting them, and I noticed that when someone is doing well and is doing, Kevin, like what you said, or, or Max, when someone's responding to, uh, responding to you, especially on a local level, on a personal level, you almost, or at least for me, I almost feel bad because I'm like, you're doing so well. And it becomes very hard to express, like, you have done a great job with customer service. I think the only thing you can do is to continue to go back to them, uh, which is probably why they do that anyways. And why, Sean, they didn't, Comcast didn't call you back because they don't need you in the way that, you know, the record company or the coffee place or to a certain degree, the library needs Kevin. It's true. I yeah, mean, I, even... I, had, I had the exact, I had a, a, the exact opposite of my Comcast experience a couple weeks ago, 
I called Politics and Prose to see if they had uh, they had a book and and you know I could have I I could have and actually did go on their website just to see if they had it in stock generally but it's not it's not like they have detailed stock information like we have three copies at the store on Connecticut Avenue and and two at the wharf uh, so I called the the main store and said hey do you have any copies of this book and they said give me one second let me go look and they came back on the phone and said we have one more copy do you want to mm. pay for it on the phone and we'll hold it for you Fuck yeah! I'm in the car. I'm in the car already. I'll I'll come meet you. This is great. Um, and 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 you mentioned way back at the beginning of this conversation, Pierce. You you, I think you positioned stuff like that as someone going above and beyond, and and, and performing some <laughs> sort of extra service for for you as a customer. It's their job. And I yeah I. I mean, I, I was glad. I was very glad that that happened, um, and it it struck me it struck me as very good customer service. But it didn't strike me as something that was like, oh, this bookseller like bent over backwards and like kind of broke the rules a little bit to give me some extra special secret thing. Like, no, that's just like if you call a bookstore and ask a bookseller if they have something in stock. That's kind of like the only logical response to that question is to go yeah. check on it. You know, yeah. and, and and maybe maybe he didn't have to then say, "Do you want to, you know, do you want to lock it down over the phone?" He could have said, "We have one copy," you know, and, and that would have that would have been fine. So yeah. so maybe in that regard, he did go kind of above and beyond. But like, I I do think that I I think that we need to stop thinking about customer service as something that is responding to problems and issues uh, and and really think about it as serving a customer and, and you know god we talk so much about experiences I mean what is what is someone who who provides a, a service to you like that if not shaping your experience with a business that's all it is yeah yeah i think really what we're getting at is places who have maybe had to do things or deliver customer service in different ways now like the bookstore has always had people calling and saying hey do you have this book in stock yeah so so I think, and Sean, you hit on it, and Max, I'm thinking about what you did. And even though that wasn't over the phone or when you called Albertsons, that was over the phone, but or not Albertsons, when you called Star Market or returned the, return the call, we've talked about it before. And, like, is this antisocial or asocial to, to go online and, and order your food and wait for someone to drop it off the door and not interact with you? We're so used to these a lot of these interfaces as being things that the best that can happen is that you never see anybody, you never talk to anybody. It's seamless because you are thinking about, you know, those the the Comcasts and the the ISPs or, or the power company and waiting forever. And, and I mean, 
One thing I'm realizing right now is how enjoyable a good phone call can be, especially with a customer service person. Or when I pull up to the, the local bookstore here, Acapella Books, and I, I call the guy, and it actually has his number in my phone now. It says, like, is this, blah, blah, blah. And, and he, he says hello, and we chat, and then he hands me the books for, you know, outside the door because that's how it is now. It's like we should, exactly, we should reframe this because it is their job. But the thing that becomes nice about it is if you keep on doing it, if you call Star Market again, goodness knows why, maybe just to say hello or you recognize the guy when you go in, Max, man or woman or whomever, um, or, or when I go back to the bookstore when it's open, it's like you remember these cordial things and you value the relationship. And I think that we try to avoid the relationship. But that's where you end up having the person who goes, hey, I've got one copy left. Would you like to order? It's thinking in a human way. And that shouldn't be something we have to say. But there's no incentive to acting in a human way other than like, hey, I'm having a nice interaction with this person. And we're going to continue having this experience. Hopefully again at this bookstore again, at this star market again, at this library again. And, and that's that's what we want and we're so far we're so detached from that because we want to just have it be a, a, a chat or you click a couple mm -hmm. things and then it appears at your door yeah that's uh interesting for me i guess because there was one instance where i wanted to go pick up some beer from a brewery who they had like tweeted hey we've got this beer in stock and um i went to the website to order it didn't seem like it was there but instead of calling and asking i just went to their facebook chat because they respond frequently <laughs> and said, hey, I'm trying to order this beer. But I'm still, I don't know, I, I feel like that's a bit different. It's a small business. It's a it's a person-to-person -person communication in that point, I think, still. No, but that's. I disagree. think that's fine. I, I, think that's, I think that's fine. You're still, it's like a person who works there, and it's very direct, and there's a good chance that you're going to see them again in the way that, you know, the Comcast person, or in a lot of ways the power company person, you're never going to see them. You're not going to go to the store and say, thank you and they're gonna say yeah you called me about the the fucking goldfish and i remember that and it was great and i'll see you later and, and that people remember the facebook chat people will remember the email and they'll remember the phone call it's it's the it's the personal human thing yeah and and that i think is is why uh i think it, it's both why kevin's brewery responds quickly to facebook chat messages and why i was so you know why I had such a good experience with politics and prose is that like, when you're dealing with small businesses like that uh, and, and no one, no entity involved is big enough to be like, you know, to have corporate really. Uh, there's just a recognition on both sides of the transaction that like someone's making an effort. You know, I, yeah. I, I have to imagine, like, I'm. this is truly, this is not, like, me tooting my own horn because anyone could have called and asked about that book. But, like, you know, in, in 2020, it, even COVID aside, like, it's got to be kind of nice to be a bookseller and get a call from someone who wants to buy a book and wants to buy it from you instead of goddamn Amazon. Like, I it just I I can't imagine that that's not something that goes appreciated. And so, likewise, you know, the reason the reason that we we interact with these businesses and the reason that 
you know, if there was like a local store version of Apple, I'd maybe want to buy a computer from them instead. It's just like that you can have that service and that relationship. So, you know, I, I think that that's, it's a, it's a good thing that we're, maybe it's a good thing really that COVID has shaken everything up just because it's reminding us that that kind of relationship is just a phone call or I guess a Facebook message away. I'm going to, we're going to, I think we're going to keep giving you shit about the Facebook message aspect of this and, and deservedly so, Kevin. Kevin, thank well, you for being consistent. I'm not well, surprised by this. There was another instance where I sent a message to a different brewery where I asked, hey, do you guys have anything at the brewery that is not beer? Just because I was curious if there was some like cider from the Julia could have. And because I chose a text mess or a text based thing, they responded with like, No, we don't do that. Like I couldn't tell if it was like, No, we don't do that, you idiot or you know, like, No, we don't do that as a polite response. So oh, you out here no. Facebook messaging breweries all over town. So because I chose that, I have to deal with the ambiguity ambiguity of whether they think I'm a moron or not. So uh, and yet again, we see that efficiency is not always better. <laughs> sometimes it That's leaves the you double true truth. Sometimes it leaves you wondering if somebody thinks you're an asshole. <laughs> if you have to ask the question, you know the answer. Exactly. Uh, okay, so uh, do we have any any final thoughts that we wanna we wanna get out there? Want to hoist up like a, a late uh, Damian Lillard three? Sure. Goes without saying, but even if you're if you're calling the little guy or the big guy, um, the person you're talking to on the phone is probably not the cause for your shitty experience. Um, I I I'm only saying this because sometimes I need the reminder myself when I've mm-hmm. had to call a particular bank now four times in the past month um, mm-hmm. and get a different person each time. It's not their fault, and so I I haven't tried this yet, but I plan to in the future be like, I know this isn't your fault. Can you patch me through to someone whose fault it is so I can get mad at them? (laughs) But I'm not sure if that'll work. I will will report back if that works. That's why they record the line, because they'll know who responds to that. And uh, so be careful you don't get the person fired. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Well, that's a a good good customer service interaction tip. Uh, Go go out and, and try it, and then come back and tell us how it worked out for you. Uh, and while we, we wait for you to get in touch with us, we will move on to Pierce Asari. What are you apologizing for today? So this worked out uh, a lot better than, than I thought it would. Um, so I was in Athens, Georgia on Saturday morning at Big City Bread Cafe, which I'm going to name. It's a lovely place. They have great biscuit sandwiches. They put real ham on them in a way that is just laudable and the biscuits are are the size of um not even like infants heads they're the size of some infants uh, they're they're just these lovely biscuit sandwiches can, can i interrupt you and ask what exactly you mean okay. by real ham um i i don't know sometimes you get really lame you know ham that that is just you know it's from the deli section of the grocery store and it's not very good on a sandwich but this was like legit ham that if you had it at a at a seasonal meal you'd be like oh this is a good meal type that type of ham got it i just just wanted to make sure that everyone understood that you were really what you were saying is high quality ham as opposed to not high quality ham not false not imposter ham (laughs) 
Um, Oscar yes. Mayer. Uh, yeah, uh, you know, let's let's be careful here. Um, so so, anyways, I I'm at this place and um, they they have a system now in place where where you order ahead even if you're there and they come and bring it out to you. Um, but but it's it's so you order over the phone, you pay over the phone. They have it set up everywhere and it's it's you know it's just the system works. They also seem to only have one phone line based off of our calling for the order. So so we get an order and everything. And there is a group of four. Uh, college students who might have been first year or freshman sophomore students i could tell pretty young so they they call to order and so then i start getting very nervous and angsty because i remember way back in the day for your zoomer generation um we did not have venmo or cash app or zelle or any of that stuff um but but now those things exist and they're very helpful and they have a purpose and i think one of the purposes is this this group of four people proceeded to order using one phone so one phone call and they each did a separate order in which they said blah 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 blah. here's my order here's my debit card then they hand the phone to the next person and they do that and i am sitting there cringing and cringing and cringing but here's the thing i could have solved that problem so i'm sorry to big city bread cafe because what i could have done is i could have turned around these people that probably spent thirty dollars it was probably not very much and be like Hey, I'm going to pay for your meal just so you don't put this service employee through that because they have other people who are going to call and want to make orders and you're holding the line up and I could have solved that problem and I didn't. And the other thing that I want to get to in this because I could hear it and I read about it also in the New York Times yesterday is apparently during the pandemic right now, people are tipping less than they normally would. Okay? That is unbelievable these people are risking their lives going to work to to listen to your silly order and then you are paying them less and like so i could have solved both of those problems and didn't and i'm going to think about that next time i go what Uh, is your one rule in life never expect people to be as reasonable as you think you are and and i knew it when that was happening and i was like not everybody is going to do what I think is right, and I understand that. But I could have solved it in this instance so, so for thirty dollars. So, so do you think maybe you fucked up getting all worked up over it? Uh, yeah, but at the same, <laughs> you know, as as has been the theme of this, it's like the person you're talking to, you're talking to, is not the problem, and but you're still treating them the worst, and that sucks. You know, this person yeah. two weeks ago could have not come to work and and been safe and gotten extra money, and now it's like. Go on out there, you or take basically f- five bucks an hour um, with unemployment. Yeah. yeah, the the tipping thing is is really frustrating. Like I, I can I, that... I can kind of like I can follow the logic pathway. Like I can get there in my head. You know, if you're an inconsiderate person who thinks, well, uh, you you tip for for service. You know, <laughs> and and. I'm just going to pick something up so no one is serving me. It was like, but that's it relies on just being very inconsiderate and and not spending any time thinking about the larger ecosystem. Like, if mm-hmm. you have, you know, I I would say that this is this is a time where like if you maybe if you have the money to you know to order. A seventeen dollar takeout meal, but you don't, you quote unquote don't have the money to tip five dollars on that. 
like maybe just cook at home. I I don't, I don't know. That's it's uh, I'm counting people's money, which is never also never a good thing to do. But like you know, you have to you just have to be more considerate of people yeah. around you and their circumstances. I mean, this is, this is like the people that go into restaurants without masks on and when an employee who's wearing a mask just like asks them to to do the thing that they're supposed to be doing like there's somebody in there was a, a restaurant i think in dc where uh an employee asked a guy to put on a mask or leave and he spit at her I was like what the uh, fuck I is believe that was actually in I think that was in Maryland, Chuck. <laughs> oh, oh, you're right. No, you're right. It was in Maryland. There was a, a similar incident in D.C. that didn't involve spitting, but it, it did involve, uh, it did involve uh, physical assault or at least threats of physical yeah. assault. It, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. So I, I, I don't know. I got my, I got my white male assholes mixed up uh, because, okay. uh, yeah. like, let's be real. We know who's, we know who's doing that. Uh, you know. They're just, they're assuming, they're doing the wrong thing and assuming always that the person that they're interacting with is the cause of their issues. So just don't be like them. Don't be like white men. <laughs> we, we say on a podcast. Next week on by. White Men Tell You What to Do. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good point. It really, like two thirds of this podcast could, like we could change the name to Pierce Tries to Tell People How to Live. Or one, just any of us. Or tell, all of us. Tell people, yeah. yeah. Well, don't you think yeah. the world would be better if we just had a world full of pierces? And on that no. note. <laughs> Oof. Let me tell you, no. I, I don't think you have to tell any of us that. Well, uh, okay. So we will uh, we will wrap that up and, and move on and close the show as we do with a big idea from pop culture. Uh, and I believe from the uh, frenzied gesturing that Max has something he would like to share. I, I do. I know that I've spoken <laughs> a lot on this podcast, but I think it's relevant. I'd like to share it now. Um, and this is maybe touching, but um, yesterday, uh, I believe it was yesterday, yeah, uh, I was actually out for a long walk and needed to go to... Um, the supermarket, Star Market on Causeway Street, shout out, on my way home to grab a couple things. Um, and as Kevin will probably note, as I went into the store right around maybe 5 o'clock, uh, the weather took a turn, and it just started pouring buckets. Like, just pouring, pouring. And so uh, we came out of the store, and the store kind of has a big covered area where there were just maybe 30 people just kind of standing watching the rain and just kind of being like, well, we're all in this together. Um, <laughs> and, you know, made some eye contact with some people and acknowledged like, yeah, this is, this is where we're at. Uh, and decided this is about, it's about a 13 minute walk to uh, my apartment. And we have a situation where our window leaks a bit, not really important. Anyway, we decided to just run for it, to just go out in the rain. And it was really pouring. I mean, again, Kevin can attest, and it sounds like it was pouring recently in other places too, but really coming down. And yeah, it had I lost no intention power for of, an hour. Yeah, it had no intention of stopping. And so we, we went for it, and we just kind of ran in the rain, 
maskless. And there was a moment where I was running, down, kind of jogging down the street, totally soaked. Could have could have jumped in a lake soaked. And I passed this other guy, and we just kind of smiled at each other. And his smile, just that acknowledgement in a way. I said it was it was odd and touching, but it was it was such like a. It was such an interesting moment that just reminded me of little bits of humanity when everyone is stuck in a seemingly never-ending apocalyptic year and we're all wearing masks and we're having less and less contact with each other. And it was just really touching to have a tiny moment about six feet away from each other just acknowledging, like, this is... You know, we just kind of smiled and, like, laughed and, and moved along. And I'll never see that guy again, but it was... I don't know. It was a nice, nice little refresher of of all the hmm. good that is with all the bad. So you're telling me, Max, that unity and hopefulness and lightness and experiencing things together is is better than than darkness and fear and carnage. You're you're telling me that that is a better thing for communities. I don't know about that. I've I've lived through this year and the previous three. I well, I don't know about all this. I mean, you're also you're also telling us that you you saw a, another person smile, which I, I don't think you have to do a whole a whole lot of logical leaping to understand uh, means that there was something that he wasn't wearing. Oh, neither of us were wearing masks. It was there would have been it was so it was pouring so much. I I put my mask in my in my pocket to make the run mm-hmm. for it. Um, well, on the last, right, we weren't. But well, the that's last right because notably, is... COVID doesn't transmit when it's raining. The other part of the equation is, like, would this person have been smiling if the Celtics were on the other end of a sweep? Because maybe his day was, maybe he was just happy because of the, the sports result, as they do in the city. You know what? Don't, don't, don't let us rain on your parade. All right, I have to go poke myself in the eye with this pen, but I think that's probably the end of our podcast. I think it is. Uh, you can find us at our home on the web, www.prettyokpod.com. You can subscribe to the feed on your device of choice. If you do that, please leave us a rating, review, comment, that sort of thing, or just tell a friend about the show. We'd love to share it with them as well. We'll be back next week to talk about something else. Until then, I'm Sean. I'm Pierce. I'm Max. I'm Kevin. Thanks for listening.